When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, I have the honor of talking with the amazing Tim Ripper Owens. We talk in depth about the upcoming KK's Priest album, Sermons of the Sinner. We also revisit the classic albums from his time at Judas Priest, Jugulator and Demolition. And we hear a little bit about Ingve and Ice Earth 2. It's a great one. Check it out. Well, Tim... Welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast, brother. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great, man. KK's Priest, Sermons of the Sinner, coming out in July. Everybody's excited. What can you give us, man? I think think people got just right out of the gate with uh, Hellfire Thunderbolt. I think they, they got the taste of it, you know, what's kind of in store for you, you know? I mean, the album really has a little bit of everything. It's got the aggression, you know, you hear with Hellfire, even beyond that with a couple of the tracks, right out of the gate it has that, but it also has the classic metal feel, it has the classic KK feel going on with it as well, you know? So it's got the sing-alongs, the great live song, uh, the epic song, got a little bit of everything, you know? So the, the next one out of the gate with Sermons of the Sinner, it's a very falsetto-y, high-pitched song, a lot of, of that stuff going on, and then, uh, you know, then the rest of the album mixes it up very well. Yeah, definitely. So what we've heard so far is the Hellfire uh, Thunderbolt, and I, I think that song kicks major ass, and it definitely has uh, that old-school priest sound, no doubt. Well, it does. I mean, you know, the, it's funny, you know, because there's, there's obviously people who complain about everything, which is, you know, I guess that's how the cookie crumbles nowadays, <laughs> but I think, you know, it's one of the dumbest things that I hear people who get mad at it say that. Like, wow, it kind of sounds like... Well, K.K. Downing wrote Judas Priest songs for <laughs> since the 70s, you know, since, you know, 1970s, been write, writing Judas Priest songs and only Judas Priest songs since then. So I pretty much, I think you can maybe also say that it sounds like K.K. Downing because that's how he writes. And I think it's a fantastic thing that he didn't try to go off and invent some kind of new, you know, invent, invent the wheel again, you know. it's It sounds, that's the sound of, that K.K. has, you know, he's he's written Judas Priest songs, and it's fantastic. I think it's, you're right, It's it's got that classic sound, and it's uh, no need to go away from that. Now, with this album, in your opinion, does it harken back to, like, a certain album? So, like, like say, if you love Painkiller or Screaming for Vengeance, you're going to love this. I mean, there's certain albums that uh, you can relate this one to, or, do, like you said, or does it pull from a lot of different albums? I think it pulls from a lot of different ones. I mean, because the thing is, it definitely doesn't sound like one record or, like, like Ken just went to make this sound like that. I think he just wrote songs, you know, and and while he's writing songs, I, I hear pieces and, and little guitar parts that kind of remind me of going back to even Rockarola, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, some of the guitar tones and, and some of these little leads when it's a mellow part and and the ending of of, uh, of um, The Return of the Sentinel just reminds me of, of going back there. So to me, I think it's got a little bit of, of everything. It's just... I can really tell that KK wasn't forcing something, that he was just writing music. He sat down and wrote songs, and 
he didn't have to please anybody to write a certain style. He just had to please himself to write stuff. And I think that's what's so cool about it. I think it really sounds like not one individual record at all. What's it been like working with him again? Is it kind of like just like old times? Well, it is, you know, and the great thing about, about it is, you know, we stayed in touch. And I've stayed in touch with all, all the guys. And even if I've seen Rob out, which we don't hardly ever, but if I've run, we've run across each other in an event, we always would speak. But Ken and I stayed probably the closest because I would tour uh, Europe and I would do a lot of uh, three or four UK runs solo and Every time I played there, KK came out to the show. You know, wh- whether it was two hours away, he would drive up with. With actually, it's funny because he'd drive up with some of his friends and maybe his girlfriend at the time. And AJ would always come, who's our guitar player. So I've even known AJ for years now. But uh, so we've stayed close and talked about it. You know, I remember the last show he came to. I had a fantastic set list, and uh, Irish band backed me up. Uh, Sandstone when I play there, and they're my my backing band. They are just so great. So, anyways. I said to Ken before we went on stage, man, I think next time I tour, I'm gonna, I want to do a live in London show, like for my solo tour. I went to, and he goes, man, Ken, that's a hard set to play. Well, then he watched us play the set, and we opened up with Jugulator. We played Cathedral Spires, Dead Meat, Death Row, Bullet Train, Bloodstain, Burning Hell, Machine Man, One on One, Hell is Home. I mean, it, this. Lost and Found, Painkiller, Scream Machine. This set was so hard, and we got done. KK was like, yeah, I don't think you're going to have any problem doing the live in London. Because <laughs> it was so so brutal. But he would just come out. He would always bring a couple cases of beer for the for the band and us. And, you know, he, so we've always kind of, you know, saw each other and spoke. So, uh, but, it, but we always got along really well. And um, so, you know, it was kind of kind of a uh, really cool when he when he's you know mentioned this. It was like, yeah, this is a great idea. It kind of seems in the press that like KK's relationship with the rest of the guys and priests is slightly strained. I mean, I, I, that's the way I'm taking it. What does that do for your relationship with the guys? Does it have any effect you working with him, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, listen, that it is what it is. Here's the thing about bands: Jewish priests was together in a band for a long time. Glenn, KK, and Rob. It's like a family, right? So right. how many families 30 years down the road still, you know, it's everything's tough, you know? I mean, listen, I, I don't burn bridges. I'm friends with everybody. I'm friends with the, with, uh, with all of them, and that's how it is. They have they have their issues. They deal with it. Uh, I saw it when I was in the band. I mean, it was, it was, it's not something that just started, uh-huh. you know, out of the blue. <laughs> it's always been there a long time. But they're all great people and i i just uh hopefully you know they can always hopefully someday they'll mend fences and, and do what they have to do and sure. um, but listen I, i'm fortunate because i have you know being able to do kk's priest and having it be such a strong record it's it's pretty awesome so you know i'll, I'll sit here and do it as long as i can Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. What about shows? You guys got any shows coming up toward the end of the year? Or? Well, we hope so. I hope so. I mean, you know, this 
being such a hard thing to get this record done and have COVID happen right when we when we get done putting vocals and drums down and that pretty much stopped it you know we Uh planned on touring that summer we had festivals lined up the album would have came out it was going to be fantastic you know i mean then you have people asking for next year how come the record's not out well record label's not going to put money into an album that the band can't even take a photo together you know we can't even get (laughs) together i'm in america they're in england Our, our drummer's in america we can't get together so now it looks like it's all opened up so the thing is we, we have to plan it right the label wants to plan it right uh, Ken wants to plan it right we have to get on some good tours we have to do it right where we're not coming out and just doing shows to do shows and do small shows we have to do big shows big tours and that's that's the way we look at this is there an album you gravitate toward uh, in your time with priests like jugulator or demolition you like one better than the other well i like them both a lot i really enjoyed uh i like i think i probably lean towards demolition okay well, that surprises um, just me okay because i i like uh hell's home one-on-one's probably one of my favorite songs machine man lost and found you know in between again i i absolutely love jugulator but a little bit more melody and the funniest thing is i think i have a tougher time sometimes singing the, the songs off demolition than i do uh jugulator but i love them both but i think i i probably lean towards as a whole record more favorite songs you know because obviously you have your cathedral spires and bloodstained and yeah. burning hell they are top of the line even the song jugulator is so great uh but i just feel some of these other ones off of uh, as a whole record i I think I'd probably go with Demolition. I'd probably rotate back and forth, but Demolition probably is better for me. When you think of the melodies, one song that I really like the melodies on on that one is Feed On Me. That's I love the melodies of the verses and the chorus. Super catchy song. Absolutely. It has a little a Dio sound on yeah. that one, the, the uh, verses. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's so many so many songs. You know, off of both records, but I you know I just listen to, to that. I mean, singing one-on-one live is, is awesome. I love it. Hell is Home. Listen, I do first when I tour solo at any show. For what, there's certain songs that are always in my set list, no matter what. Whether it's a, a, a set list that I have to play, some classic priests and a lot of other stuff, I always put one on one, Hell is Home, and Burning Hell. Those are our uh, three songs that are always in the set list. It's got to make you feel good, though, like how much people love Jugulator and Demolition. I mean, people are still talking about those albums, how much they love those albums. So for, for you, for being part of those albums, it's got to make you feel good. Well, I think they talk about it because they can't find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. One of them's on Spotify. Demolition's on Spotify, I think, but not, not Jugulator. Yeah, that was on, I think it's because it was on Atlantic in America. So it's probably, I think Jugulator was on CMC. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen about music. I don't know the reason why they've kind of erased those songs from from their history because as somebody who makes money, um, I don't understand why you would they would sell those records. I wouldn't make money from them selling those records, so I don't complain about it because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm losing all the money. I'm not going to make any money from the sales of those records. But could you imagine releasing those records on vinyl right now or releasing the CDs out there or putting it on iTunes, both records? I don't get why they I mean they would make money because people want it no it's not going to go top of the charts but (laughs) I would want it out there I mean they don't like it okay you want to race it but I mean a guy that owns a chocolate factory who decides who's fat decides to get skinny doesn't stop selling those million dollar chocolate bars you know what I mean he's going to still sell chocolate to make money so I don't get why 
just because they don't like my history of Judas Priest, why would you erase it? But that makes people talk about the records. I think it makes the records even more popular. You <laughs> I know? <think> so. <laughs> people talk about them a lot more because they can't get them. Yeah, no doubt, man. EDR Music Group is the premier glam, sleaze, and hair metal label. They've got a kick-ass roster consisting of tons of bands that you remember from the 80s Sunset Strip. Bands like Electric Angels, Blondes, Sweet Savage, Cats and Boots, Jailhouse, Jet Boy, and many more. Well, maybe you're just looking for something that you've never heard before. Some rare or modern hair metal. Well, they've got that too. Go discover rare and hard-to-find glam, sleaze, and hair metal CDs at ddrmusicgroup.com. Hey guys, this podcast takes a lot of time and effort. I want to do more in-depth projects on here, but I can't do it without your help. Just Google 80s Glam Metal Cast on Anchor. Once there, hit the support button and you can donate 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Your support will ensure that this podcast will be rocking Another out. amazing album that you're on that I, I, I really love this one is Iced Earth's Glorious uh, Burden. I, I mean, that's just such a phenomenal metal album, man. And it's actually like a history lesson, I feel like, because it just goes over all these timepieces and history and just a killer metal album. Yeah, it does. It, it, listen, I learned more off of history. And contrary to popular belief, it's not taking one side of history. So just let people know that because all of a sudden they go, oh my God, John Camper must be. No, it's a, it's a, it's a history lesson. I learned more about history than I ever learned in school. And it's, it was absolutely awesome. And uh, I actually like Framing Armageddon better. The okay. album, I like Framing Armageddon better. Uh, but both records were, were fantastic with I Surf. And yeah, that was, that was. I have teachers that, tell me that they've used uh, the Gettysburg piece in their class to teach the class. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I don't want to get political about the whole John Schaefer thing, but all I'm going to say is this, man. Like, I've liked Oysters for a very long time, and, you know, a lot of times people just, the average person doesn't know who they, who they are. You know, they never heard of Oysters. So, I just will never forget, I'm sitting in my chair watching the TV news. It's, it's like national news and John Schaefer's on the friggin' national news, man. I, I thought I was like on the tw- in the twilight zone. It's like, how is the guy from Iced Earth, you know, part of this riot thing? I don't know. It, it's just mind-blowing, to be honest with you. Very mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing to me, too, and people would ask me and lump me in with that. I'm like, listen, John Schaefer kicked me out of the band 15 years ago in a horrible way, and politically, we weren't even similar so we never even talked politics. So, but but because I was a nice therapist, I got lumped into to the whole John Schaefer thing. And they'd say, "What do you think, Tim? Yeah, right. uh, you're just like him." Like I haven't I haven't seen him in fifty, or I haven't you know he kicked me out of the band a week before Christmas fifteen years ago. I don't <laughs> I don't know. He, it, I'm I'm just uh, I made some great records. So there you go. Definitely. Uh, another guy that I loved that you worked with was Ingve. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts about him? And if you ever picked up the phone and said, Tim, would you sing on my new album? Would you ever work with Ingve again? Oh, I would absolutely. You know what? I didn't burn bridges. You know, it's funny because I quit Ingve, uh, which I never even announced it. You know, I kept, I get fired from my stir at the Jewish priest. And when I finally quit a band, I don't announce it. I'm like, <laughs> it's not worth it. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't have to be that guy that, that does it that way. But anyways, I ha- I didn't quit because of any reason. I quit uh, of Ingve. I quit because I was touring solo a lot, and it just was interfering with Ingve's schedule. So I, I had Wendy Dio reach out and tell him, listen, uh, Tim's going to quit because 
you know, I wanted him I, a chance to have to not cancel shows and get another singer and do stuff, you know, because I was busy. But I, you know, I mean, listen, I had a good time doing Ingve. Uh, to me, it was challenging stuff singing the. You know, he had great singers, so mm-hmm. it was pretty challenging a lot of these songs. But I would, I would definitely uh, go in the studio again with Ingve. Not a question about it. I'll tell you what, I had a blast. In it. He was the easiest guy I ever worked with in the studio. Really? That's what's funny? I mean, he, I, I would do a take, and then he, I would say, All right, "Let me do it." Oh, he go, "No, no, no, that's that's perfect." Don't do it again. You start doing them over and over again, and you lose it. Sometimes mm. the first take's the best. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm used to doing things over and over and over and over again. And he's like, no, that's good. So, uh, you know, we had a good time. I had a good time with Ingrid. We played a little tennis at his house. And so, I mean, I know he gets a bad rap, and, and probably deservedly so on a lot of <laughs> stuff. But I, I had no uh, ill feelings. I had a good time. And, again, I, I didn't burn any bridges. I, uh, I left. And I've not really. I mean, I know he's attacked me and all of his other singers in the press, but yeah. you know, I don't have to attack him. I don't. I don't need to to do that with him. So he's. Uh, we had a good time. You know, had a good time. He was funny. He he tell jokes all the time, and um, you know, it was pretty cool. Listen, I I go from from Judas Priest to Ice Earth. You know, and and Ingve, you know, Ice Earth fires me. Ingve calls me, and I think to myself, totally different stuff than me. But he's the, a guitar player that changed the face of guitar playing. Yep. I mean, one of the best guitar players ever and changed the face of guitar playing. There's no brainer that I'm going to sing with this guy. And uh, it was a blast. So if somebody would have told you back in the 80s, they said, hey, Tim, you know, someday you're going to be in Priest. You're going to jam with Ingve. Would you tell them that they were full of shit? Or would you be shocked to, if like, if your 80s yeah, self saw this you know, stuff? I, I think of this all the time. I think of all the bands I grew up loving and then becoming friends with him from metal church to sabotage and then obviously becoming good friends with ronnie dio and 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 hanging out with him and and you know having wendy dio become a manager and you know along with the you know being going to the grammys being nominated but just becoming with the maiden guys and become becoming good friends with with nico and yeah i just look at i think geez i used to watch these guys and it's always funny because it's even just out whether it's somebody that i would say something to someone like man i'm hanging out with Biff Bifford and they're like, who's that? I'm like, oh my God, it's Saxon. Remember when I went to the Saxon concert? And, you know, I, I would love, uh, I would, every time I meet these people, I'm like, man, even I don't care if it's Raven or, you know, when I used to hang out with the guys from heaven, these are bands that I grew up with when I was young, so I'm like, this is kick-ass. Now, I know you're a big Sabotage fan. I know you you, you did uh, Spirits of Fire with Chris Caffrey, so I, I've, I've been dying to ask you, this is the question I've really been dying to ask you. What is your best Sabotage album or your favorite Sabotage album? Uh, you know, man, I'd have to go with Hall of the Mountain King, yeah. but just because it's always the go-to, but I mean, I, I switch back and forth. I mean, I, I go to the gym and I'll just put them on and, and listen to them because I love them. I, I mean, they're so better ballet. And yeah. so, there's so many, you know, so many of them that are so great. I mean, I actually like them all, so that's the problem. I, I kind of dig them all. You know, and it's you know it's funny. My favorite's probably uh, Hall of the Mountain King, but the the irony is it's probably the one I listen to least because I I know what it is already, right? Yeah, so I always yeah. go with the other one. It's funny. The last couple of days I've been at the gym on a Sabbath or a metal church kick, and those are those first two records are so good, so good. I mean, I can't 
I, they used to be my favorite band. I stopped talking about them as much or listening to them you know, as you do. And yeah, I'm telling you. And I I knew almost every lyric from I was listening to the dark. Today it was Metal Church, Metal Church. Yes, it was the dark at the gym. And uh, God, I mean, I, the lyrics and the songs, I remember every part of every song. And I can't believe it because the dark, I haven't listened to that record in a long time. And it, it was just like I had it on the other day. It brought <laughs> me right back to the 80s. I mean, first of all, I was shocked it was released in like 86, the dark was. And I can't believe, I'm telling you, you want to put on a refreshing record that sounds so good, put on those records. I'm gonna have to go back and check those out, but I yeah for me you you nailed it on the head with my, some of my favorites. I, I think Hall of the Mountain King, Gutter Ballet. I'm really into Edge of Thorns too. I, I those are probably I probably can't pick between those three, but I've always been huge into Sabotage, and I've talked to all those guys on my podcast here. So like I said, it, it, I just I'm obsessed, and I, hopefully I know the world knows TSO, but I hope more people gravitate and and find Sabotage. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sabotage hopefully will start doing some more stuff. Uh, again, you know, I mean, I know it's hard when TSO takes over. It's hard to branch off and do sabotage because you now have TSO. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hard thing. But yeah, that uh, just, I mean, John Oliva, one of the most underrated musicians out there. I mean, the guy is such an amazing songwriter, such an amazing player, instruments, uh, you know, piano, keyboards, guitar, all that. Yep. Amazing voice. It, it's just, he's just amazing, man. Yeah, he is awesome. Well, man, this has been awesome talking with you. I've been wanting to talk with you for a very long time. Anything you want to say to your fans out there in closing? Well, just check out the KK's Priest pages. You know, pre-order the KK's Priest. A sermons of the Center is out there. You know, anything, check out my, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And you, know, you can always find all those on timrothbrones.com. You know, I have a merch page. You can go there. But check out any KK's Priest information is going to be on my pages as well. So all of my all of my social media pages, pretty much you just type in Tim and you'll, and you'll find me. But check out KK's Priest pages, pre-order, and, and uh, get get it ready. Spread the word. Yeah, man, I will. I can't wait to hear it. But hey, man, really appreciate the time and the conversation about metal. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Take care, brother. Well, that was awesome talking with Tim. And make sure you pre-order the new KK's Priest album. Now, you may have noticed we're inching toward episode 100, but there's a lot of cool stuff coming before that. Become a supporter through Anchor and become a subscriber on YouTube so you don't miss any of it. Rock on!